This week on Foamcast Radio, the creator of the Thunderdome Nerf Arena needs your help. A foam-flinging YouTuber wants a makerspace for nerfers. Nerf releases a new way to store your arsenal. We've got intel from the front lines on all the upcoming battles. And I'm joined by two skilled modders to discuss the future of the modding hobby and what the manufacturers have to say about it. Listen up and load up. It's time for the biggest podcast in the world dedicated to foam blaster toys. News, reviews, events, and more. And now, recording from the broadcast bunker, it's Ben Anderson, the host of Foamcast Radio. All right, everybody, before we get started, I have a quick sit rep for you. For the last few shows, I have had an absolute deluge of events to tell you about, and it started to kind of overwhelm me trying to sort out all those links and put them up in the show notes for you. Starting this week, I'm going to be doing things a little bit differently. I'm actually going to create a calendar page on the Foamcast Radio website that's going to have all the links to all the upcoming events. The show notes for each episode will still be released, but they won't have any of the events links. They'll just have the links to all the other things that were talked about in each episode. This new page is going to be titled Battle Space Intel, and you can access it by going to foamcastradio.com slash intel. All right, it's time to get all the latest news updates. Let's head over to Stratcom. First up, the well-known nerfer Rob Lair is in trouble. For those of you not familiar with Rob Lair, he's the creator of the Thunderdome Nerf Arena. He suffers from PTSD after a deadly plane crash that he was involved in, and just recently it has come to light that he has actually barricaded himself inside of his home and will not communicate with anyone. He's unfortunately suffering from a mental health episode, and he needs expensive mental health care to recover. Some of his friends have created a GoFundMe page to raise the funds necessary to get him the care that he needs. In addition to donations, they're also asking for notes of encouragement to pass on to Rob so that he knows that folks in the Nerf community want to support him. If you have a moment and a spare dollar or two, please head over to the GoFundMe page, which I've linked to in the show notes. As of this recording, they've raised $2,170 of their $3,500 goal, and while that sounds like a lot, keep in mind that this is just for the initial part of his care, and ongoing care is going to be a lot more expensive, so they're actually going to need more than this. Next up, Captain Xavier from YouTube wants to create a makerspace for nerfers. If you're not familiar, Captain Xavier is a pretty well-known Nerf YouTuber. He released a video recently where he was talking about how he wants to create a Nerf makerspace. If you're not familiar, makerspaces are essentially uh, places with tools and supplies that people can use for DIY projects. He wants to have at least six stalls where people can work on their Nerf projects. And he also wants to be able to host mod parties for beginning modders. He also talked about some other things in the video, like how he wants to be able to host large events. In order to fund all of this, he has also started a GoFundMe page, and you can find the link to that over in the show notes at foamcastradio.com. So far, of his $3,000 goal, he has raised $565. So if this is something that you think would be really cool and you'd like to see it happen, head over to that GoFundMe page and make a donation. 
Hi, I'm Ryan Engelstad, licensed therapist and host of the Best Medicine Podcast, a show where I help people normalize conversations around mental health. I know firsthand how hard it can be to talk about these issues, but there are resources out there. If you're having suicidal thoughts or even just wondering what it would be like if you weren't around, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Once again, I'm Ryan Engelstad of the Best Medicine Podcast, and I'm here to help too. So if you want to reach out to me through my podcast where I answer listeners' questions, you can find me on Twitter at EngelsRye, that's E-N-G-E-L-S-R-Y, or through the Anchor app where you can leave voice messages for my show. Thanks for listening, and thanks for taking care of yourself. All right, we've got one more news update before we move on. Nerf has released the Elite Blaster Rack. This is a storage rack for Nerf blasters that purports to hold up to 20 blasters as well as ammo and accessories. Blasters are held in hanging positions with hooks or standing positions with vertical racks. The rack also includes shelves and a drawer for ammo and other accessories like your magazines. It's currently available on Amazon for 50 US dollars as well as in stores. Phonecast Radio is supported by Flux Sunglasses. Flux Sunglasses is proudly the official eyewear of Phonecast Radio. I've been wearing these sunglasses for a long time and the reasons are obvious. These sunglasses feature modern styling and maximum durability while also being ridiculously affordable. When I head out to fling foam, I'm careful to remember the eyewear I prefer to protect my eyes from foam darts. And with polarized lenses, they protect me from the sun's glare just as effectively. For a limited time, my listeners can get 15% off the entire catalog of Flux sunglasses. Order a pair of Flux sunglasses right now and use the coupon code FOAMCAST at checkout to save 15%. Take advantage of this offer exclusively available to Foamcast Radio listeners by going to foamcastradio.com slash flux. That's foamcastradio.com slash F-L-U-X. Thanks to Flux Sunglasses for supporting this episode of Foamcast Radio. All right, it's time to go through our battle space intel, so let's get started. The Calgary Nerf Crew is having their Battlefield Live event in Calgary, Alberta, Canada on August 16th. The Verona Public Library is having their Nerf or Nothing event in Verona, Wisconsin on August 17th. The New York Nerf Herders are having their The Quest for More Szechuan Sauce event in Dix Hills, New York on August 17th. Bowling Green Undead is having their Hollywood Undead event in Bowling Green, Ohio on August 18th. The Sheboygan Area Nerf Group is having their August Nerf War in Sheboygan, Wisconsin on August 18th. The Naptown Nerf Club is having their War Number 26 in Indianapolis, Indiana on August 18th. The Colorado Nerf Club is having their August Nerf War Number 2 in Denver, Colorado on August 18th. The Minot Nerf Club is having their Nerf Battle Number 5 in Minot, North Dakota on August 18th. The BC Nerf Alliance is having their 17th battle in Burnaby, BC, Canada on August 19th. Thanet Dart Wars is having an event in Ramsgate, UK on August 19th. The Blair County House of Nerf is having a 5v5 quick flag event in Bellwood, Pennsylvania on August 19th. The Pacific Northwest Nerf Club is having their Fritz Fields Nerf event in Lebanon, Oregon on August 19th. 878 Airsoft is having their 878 Nerf War in Waxahachie, Texas on August 19th. The Steel City Foam Initiative is having their first meeting in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on August 19th. 
Sydney Nerf is having their August event in New South Wales, Australia on August 19th. Then on the following weekend, the Dauphin County Nerf Club is having an event in Middletown, Pennsylvania on August 25th. Southeast Nerf Wars is having their Cave Nerf War in Childhurst, Bromley, UK on August 25th. Milwaukee Area Nerf Outings is having an event in West Allis, Wisconsin on August 25th. Frag Society is having their Mall Mutation Madness Hardcore event in Chesterfield, Missouri on August 25th. However, this event is currently on hold while they search for a new location. The Suburban Detroit Nerf Club is having their Club Z13 Mod Party and Nerf Battle in Detroit, Michigan on August 25th. The Altoona Nerf Club is having their Medic event in Altoona, Pennsylvania on August 25th. The CSRA Nerfers United are having their War Number no. 5 in Martinez, Georgia on August 25th. An event called Rome Bus, which stands for Rolling Hills Organizes Many Battles Using Silly Stuff, is occurring in Fullerton, California on August 25th. CRB is having their first war in Bayside, New York on August 25th. The Brisbane Area Nerf Group is having their NIC August 2018 event in Calvert, Queensland, Australia on August 26th. Nerf Outings Madison is having their August Nerf Outing in Madison, Wisconsin on August 26th. The Western New York Nerf Club is having their 11th Nerf War in Tonawanda, New York on August 26th. Sarasota Battle Games is having an event in Sarasota, Florida on August 26th. And West Nerf is having an event in West Australia on August 26th. You can get more information on any of these events by going to foamcastradio.com intel, where you'll find links to all of the different event pages. And if you have information about a Nerf battle event that is occurring in your area and you'd like me to highlight it on the show, please email me all the details at info at foamcastradio.com. Foamcast Radio is supported by Buzzsprout. We use Buzzsprout to host the Foamcast Radio podcast, and we have from the very beginning. Why? It's simple to use and set up, and it's free for up to two hours of uploads every month. Users who need more storage or want their entire back catalog of episodes stored can upgrade to an inexpensive paid plan and downgrade at any time if they decide they don't need the paid plan anymore. Buzzsprout makes it easy to get your podcast on Apple, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. And they make it easy to move to Buzzsprout even if your podcast is already hosted somewhere else. Start using Buzzsprout for free right away and receive a $20 Amazon gift card if you decide to upgrade to a paid plan. Take advantage of this offer exclusively available to Foamcast Radio listeners by going to foamcastradio.com slash buzzsprout. That's foamcastradio.com slash buzzsprout. Thanks to Buzzsprout for supporting this episode of Foamcast Radio. All right, everybody, this week I am super excited to be joined by Rick from The Blaster Project. Rick, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing great, and we also have Mike from Legato Mods on the line. Mike, how's it going? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Now, the reason that we are getting together right now to have this discussion is because um, I thought that it would be a perfect time for us to talk a little bit about the modding community, where modding is going, kind of what the future of that is, with a special emphasis on um, what it, kind of the messages that we're getting from the different blaster manufacturers as far as their viewpoints on modding, whether they like it, whether they don't like it, etc. So, um, really 
quick before we go into that, um, I, I wanted to give each of you a chance to sort of introduce yourselves and talk about your um, modding experience. Uh, Rick, can you tell us a little bit about the Blaster Project and kind of what you're up to over there? Yeah, I haven't been <laughs> uh, up to much recently having a, a newborn, but kind of settling in um, what essentially the Blaster Project is. is It's just a photojournalism of uh, my projects that I do. I'm not doing any commissions. I'm not doing it for the money. It never started off that way. It was just a hobby, something that uh, helps me express my artistic side, keeps me busy, keeps me sane. <laughs> from the children, my my uh, my kids, but something I look forward to um, with with them, my two younger boys uh, later in life. Awesome. And then Mike, you are actually um, you've got a ton of stuff all the time that I'm seeing over on Instagram. Can you tell us a little bit about Legato Mods and kind of what you've got going on over there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Legato Mods is sort of my page where I um I try and post as much of my actual process of uh, making. A, a modded and customized blaster as possible. Uh, I know a lot of pages post really cool modded blasters, and it's you know you always kind of wonder how they got there. Well, I, I try and include as many of my steps as possible. I've been doing a lot of time lapses recently just so that I can fit everything in that I do. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's just uh, what you'd expect out of the hobby, really. I, I just really find it to be a, a really uh, useful creative outlet for me modding and uh, painting blasters. Yeah, that's really cool. And I definitely can uh, can relate with that too, because I'm, I'm not so much into all of the, uh, you know, the cosmetic side of it, like the painting and stuff. I, I'm more into the performance modifications, but it definitely is super fun and a super fun hobby. And uh, one of the things that I've been noticing is that different manufacturers of blasters tend to kind of have slightly different feelings toward the modding community. And so I actually recently reached out to all of the different blasters Blaster manufacturers and asked them for sort of a comment on what is their position about, you know, blaster modification and, you know, what do they think about it? And I sent messages to Hasbro and Busby and all the rest of them. And the majority of them probably thought, who the heck is this joker? And they just ignored me. But <laughs> I did get a couple of responses back. I got one from uh, Dart Zone Blasters and another one from Zuru Toys that makes the uh, the X-Shot Blasters. Nice. So I wanted to uh, to read those really quickly. Um, Darzone Blasters says, We know people have hobbies to modify blasters, but we do not promote or are able to support content by sharing or tagging. We understand there is an interest in this content, but it is not part of our active social campaign. So that's kind of interesting. I wanted to talk about that first. Um, it sounds to me like what they're saying is that, yeah, we know that this is happening and, um, you know, we're, we're, we don't really discourage it, but... It's not really um, a part of our core marketing strategy to go after those modders. And so um, th that's kind of the message that I got from it. But I wanted a little bit of clarification. So I actually asked, I said, do you have a public stance on modding? For example, do you discourage people from modding? And all they said to that was, not at all. We do not discourage it. You know, I, I want to get your guys' thoughts as far as what you think about this statement. Rick, give me your breakdown of this statement and tell me what you think that they're actually trying to say here. Yeah, I think I agree with what you said. It's it's them telling uh, the public that uh, that basically they 
where their stance is they, in, in regards to modding is that we know it's out there. They acknowledge its presence and it's, it's there, but we're not going to have any association, probably most likely to the, the liabilities uh, that can occur. They don't want to associate maybe because of uh, the probability of uh, uh, injury and, and some big court case, you know. No big company, no company wants to be tangled up in that kind of mess. But, you know, it, it's cool to hear that last part where we don't discourage it, whereas maybe some other companies uh, who didn't, who maybe uh, take an opposite stance would just say straight up, no, we don't, we, we discourage it highly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that analysis, obviously. And we, we are going to talk about uh, one manufacturer in particular that I didn't get a statement from that I think maybe you were trying to allude to there. We're going to talk about Hasbro a little bit. And um, even though they didn't, you know, they didn't respond to my request for comment, but I, I think we have some evidence that we can look at to kind of suss out their position. So we will get to that in a little bit. But before we do that, I also wanted to talk about um, Zuru and the statement that I got from them. And then Mike, I want to hear your thoughts on it. And and I, I love this. I love this. But this is what they said. We totally encourage modification of our blasters. It's always inspiring to see where modding can take our product. It's an art form and expression of creativity. Free expression of creativity and expanding the imagination is exactly what our company supports and lives by. Our parent company's slogan is reimagine play every day. We love sharing finished out Comes of modification, and it's also nice for us to get insights about our blasters when people modify them. Of course, there's always a risk of losing the branding on the product, which is never what a brand is looking for, but if mods are communicated as mods of our X-Shot product in content posted on social media, then we really accept and support it. There's clearly a really awesome community of people who love modifying blasters as a hobby and even as an income. For some people, it's their livelihood, and we're proud to be a part of that. there's a ton of information there. Um, Mike, what did you get out of that? Well, I think that's a really excellent answer, honestly. And it, it it's a really good stance to take as a uh, company. Whereas the uh, the first response you got was very neutral. It was very, um, from a, an extremely neutral standpoint of, we understand that it, and acknowledge it, but we don't necessarily want to put it out there that, that this is something that can be done. Because... And and the last part of the statement that they made on the first in in the first response that they don't discourage it because I think they know that part of that is that they're going to be making some money off of the the community that mods it those hobbyists and they don't want to discourage making that percentage of money and only get money off of say you know eight to fourteen year old kids <laughs> so whereas you know X shot stance is even better because I think they have a way better understanding of the community and I think they realize that a huge demographic of their sales actually come from hobbyists and I, I really enjoy their response actually I have actually uh, I, I talked to X shot a little bit myself I've messaged them and they're really great about responding to people and uh, they actually commented on a mod I did on the 
uh, Turbo Advance. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, they're, they're, I, I really like their response so far to modding in the community. Yeah, I definitely agree. And and one of the things that um, really stood out to me is their willingness to actually support modders by showing off their modded blasters on their own social media. So they'll take pictures that other people have posted saying, look at this X-Shot blaster that I modded. And then they'll post it over on the X-Shot Instagram or Facebook or whatever, um, which is exactly what Dart Zone blasters said that they wouldn't do, right? Which is kind of interesting. Dart Zone was like, we know it... It, it, it's happening, but we're not getting involved, right? Whereas Zuru was like, yeah, not only do we know it's happening, we love that it's happening. And when people make a really cool mod from one of our blasters, we want to support them. Rick, have you been seeing that as well? Yeah, personally, they uh, actually chose me for uh, winning uh, one of their giveaways. And I <laughs> I kind of pushed the, the representative on Instagram to send me a turbo advance because I can't get one out here. And he said, well, I looked at your stuff, and if you paint the blaster, sell it, uh, send the pictures to us, I'll send you one, you know, without the packaging and whatnot. And they sent me one with, with the reflex instead of one. And then, like, a week later, they sent me another one. So <laughs> it's... It's uh, and then talking to him personally about how I was going to paint it and and modify it. In their words, I have here it says we condone modifications on our blasters and we're compatible with Nerf and so on and so forth. But I mean, my thoughts is this is huge from the modification modding uh, community because you hear you have a company who's willing to risk a lawsuit. Uh, essentially, that's what it comes down to, a liability. And turn around and say, hey, you know, we we love that you guys are doing this. And if you think about the history of how this all came about, modifying Nerf guns, uh, it all kind of stemmed from, well, you know, people doing it on their own. But how it came so uh, about so in the mass media is, is through YouTube. And so a lot of kids, you know, see, I see like young teenagers doing um, these modifications and uh, they know that this generation loves uh, um, being able to create something that's unique. And, you know, with, with technology growing and kids nowadays making circuit boards and stuff like that. Uh, it's amazing. And they acknowledge that. And it's kind of refreshing, to be honest, to hear a company that's willing to risk, honestly, what I feel is a problem that's not there. But uh, they're willing to put themselves out there and say, hey, we love what you guys are doing. Continue doing it. Phonecast Radio is supported by the Neighbors app. Thousands of people use the free Neighbors app on iOS and Android to get real-time crime alerts from neighbors and local law enforcement. As a special bonus for my listeners, when you download and set up the Neighbors app, you'll get $10 toward Ring security products. Claim your $10 voucher when you install the free Neighbors app right now. Take advantage of this offer exclusively available to Phonecast Radio listeners by going to phonecastradio.com slash neighbors. That's phonecastradio.com slash neighbors. Thanks to the Neighbors app for supporting this episode of Phonecast Radio. Yeah, I agree, actually. Uh, From what I've noticed, um, I think they see that most people in the modding community are fairly responsible. We have a really good understanding of what we're doing, and we do a lot of research and and discussion among other modders to know what's the best possible way to handle most things and do it safely. And typically in the community, if someone is going to do something unsafe, we're very quick to try and correct them and 
guide them in the right way. So they probably, I mean, I don't know what, you know, necessarily how active they are in the community, but they may see that and kind of acknowledge that as well. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. Um, I, I, I think honestly, I don't think that modders are as litigious as some companies like Hasbro uh, might be worried that they are. I mean, obviously the concern is somebody is going to um, take their blaster, they're going to take it apart, put a different spring in it, or put something back together wrong or whatever, and then they're going to shoot someone in the eye and blind them, and it's going to turn into this big thing. And if Nerf hasn't been telling people the whole time, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, then someone's going to claim in court, well, you didn't tell me not to do this right? And then now they're going to make it look like it's uh, Hasbro's fault. Um, so I understand the concern, but I also don't think that that's the the kind of people that we're talking about when we're talking about modding. We're talking about adults who understand that they're taking apart a machine, they're messing with it. And you know what? Modders break stuff. We break stuff, you know? And <laughs> that's just, that's part of the hobby. And I don't think anyone's going to break something and then turn around and go to the manufacturer and say, hey, your thing broke because I, you know, misused it on purpose, <laughs> you know? So I think, um, I do think that the, the, the concern is a little bit misplaced, although I, I, I wouldn't say that I don't understand it. I do understand it, but I think that it's a little bit misplaced. And obviously I don't have a comment from Hasbro, but we do have some evidence to go off of to kind of figure out what their position is on this. Personally, I've noticed that more and more Hasbro is coming out with these blasters that are increasingly difficult to open up, uh, put back together, more difficult to do, you know, voltage modifications on without frying things, stuff like that. I do think that that's intentional. I think that that's an effort on their part to either dissuade modding altogether or to... Um, cause it to fail, make it so that when people try to mod their blasters, their blasters break. You know, we, we've we seen people frying their blasters when it comes to things like the regulator or the infinis. Um, you know, they, they burn up those circuit boards in there because they're doing these voltage mods. And I don't think that's on accident. I think that it's kind of intentional that they do this. You know, I mean, you, you see that they put these they, they, for, for a long time, they've been putting thermistors and they've been putting resistors and right. things in the blasters to make it so that if you put a higher voltage, you know, an IMR battery in there, it either wouldn't work or it would stop working after a certain amount of time. Right. And that was specifically to stop modders from doing that. Um, and yeah. I think that that's just continuing more and more with Hasbro. And then Rick, you, mentioned YouTube, a lot of YouTubers are, or a lot of YouTube viewers are being introduced to modding through YouTube. And, you know, recently we saw the launch of the YouTube official Nerf Nation channel. And a lot of people are like, okay, this is kind of cool. You know, it's, it's hosted by Zach King, who's a big YouTuber and it's kind of interesting and whatnot. But one of the first things that I thought of was, you know what, this is going to be the only YouTube channel dedicated to Nerf that has absolutely Absolutely no modding content on it at all. And I don't think that's an accident. I personally think that Hasbro did that on purpose. They want to have their own YouTube content that they can control that won't have any modding content on it to sort of steer people away from that. With their introduction of the new YouTube channel, on a bigger scale, to be honest, I don't think they have... I don't I don't know. It's hard to say if they were really intentional about this waiting modification. Obviously they're not going to feature it. You know, they're not going to feature uh, obviously the uh, 
the big YouTube stars because that's their pers- that's their stance uh, against modification. And those YouTube stars that myself and other kids have watched um, as we got into modification, uh, they're kind of the the face of modification, uh, modifying blasters. And so I don't know. I mean, it's it takes their attention away uh from and and it is aimed towards the younger community their target air uh target age group which is cool but um personally i don't know i don't know if they're intentionally trying to dissuade modification doing it but i i know it's they're not promoting it for sure well i think what you know one of the things that i immediately thought of was you know there's already tons of nerf content on youtube We've already got these huge channels like Coop and Drac and Captain Xavier and all these different, you know, really big channels, um, Aaron Esser, that are very heavy with Nerf content. And it's like, normally when you see a, a big brand make a YouTube channel, it's because they're trying to break into the space. But in this case, they they already own the space. There's tons of Nerf content on YouTube. And so to me, like, there's got to be some other reason beyond just wanting to promote their brand, their brand is already being promoted. You know what I mean? And so then I start to think, well, what could be some other reason why they would want to have their own content versus content from these other creators? You know, that's, it's a valid point. You know, Uh, that would be something that I could see, you know, uh, where your suspicions are coming from. I feel like kind of how we were talking about earlier, how I, I don't know if Zuru really has their eyes in the community much, but it seems like they have a really good understanding of what we do. I get the opposite feeling from Nerf, and that's just me personally. I feel like not only do they not really understand what we do, but they don't really want to understand what we do, just based on a lot of their social media posts and and just their general behavior. Like, um, like for just a random example, they made a social media post the other day where they were sweeping a bunch of aftermarket darts in the trash can and trying to promote their darts as the best darts. And as, if they paid any attention to the modding community, they would have waffle tips or, you know, you know what I mean? Like they would be right. working to, to have these better darts on the market that everyone raves about. So it, it kind of became a joke immediately when they made the post. And it just seems like they don't really understand modding much. Yeah, I definitely, I, I, I definitely, I remember that post and I believe that my comment on it was, you know, when you start making your own waffle darts, that's when you'll have the best darts. <laughs> right, right. I, I just immediately thought this is ridiculous. Like we, we have actual like <laughs> testing done by members of the community showing that the elite darts are some of the worst darts when it comes to consistency and accuracy. And it's like, yeah. you, you're just going to say nerf or nothing. Well, no, that's that you're incorrect, you know. And um, I, I think I think you're you're spot on with that analysis. Another thing that I that I have found really interesting is, you know, you you were saying you you just said um that they're not a part of this community and they don't really want to be. And I think that's accurate. I think that you know they they don't understand it. They don't want to understand it. They want their toys to stay toys. And you know we we see these big events that really are like mega nerf promotions, right? Like you've got End War that just happened recently in Uh Athens, Ohio. It was this huge event that, I mean, I bet there were thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of nerf blasters all in one place, 
right? I mean, this is a huge promotional event. And not only did Nerf, like Hasbro completely ignored it, right? Totally ignored it. They don't want to have anything to do with that. Now, on the other hand, if you take a look at um, like something like Jared's Epic Nerf Battle, they actually had like a Nerf booth there. They had Zach King from the Nerf Nation show. Right. And he was, you know, playing with some of the blasters that hadn't even been released yet. They actually turned that into a promotional opportunity. But I think that part of the reason they did that was because only stock blasters were being allowed there. That's right. And so they, they were willing to support something where only stock blasters were being used, where if you go and you look at End War, where it's pretty much all adults running around with all heavily modified blasters, they don't want to touch it. They don't want to have anything to do with it. As far as they're concerned, it doesn't even exist. Meanwhile, Zuru sponsors the event. I tell you this, though. I'll tell you this. That, you know, as if you if you look at it on an optimistic point of view, here we started off small. You know, years ago. I mean, I didn't start modding until February of this year. But kind of looking back. It was a small community, and, and we're still a very small percentage of their income, however, probably the most loyal. <laughs> but uh, with that said, for them to be taking these measures, not <laughs> associating with the modern community, kind of shows that our presence is there. So, that, I mean, in, the, in that of itself, it's kind of encouraging that we've made such a step that they actually have to up their measures. You know what I mean? Yeah, almost like almost like they're having to uh, stem the stem the tide of uh, people moving into the modding space. And you know what? The modding community is going to continue to mod as long as a hobby is out there, no matter what right. Hasbro throws at us. Yeah, if anything, it's just making us mod better. The more obstacles they put in the way, it's just going to make us more efficient at modding. <laughs> Well, and it also encourages modders to learn even more skills, right? When when you have right. to sort of um, circumvent these different methods that they put into place to prevent you from modding, like figuring out, you know, how do I cut this open and then glue it back together, stuff like that. They're actually like causing modders to become more and more skilled. And it's almost like an arms race because every time they come up with some <laughs> new way to make it more difficult, they're just forcing everyone to learn how to get around that. And then it's, you know, they, they won't be able to use Use that next time or rather they will use it but they'll have to think of something else on top of it I, honestly i'm a big fan of nerf nerf is my first love right i think that's probably true of most people in the community is most people got into it with nerf blasters first and foremost and then they started to see the other things they started to see zuru and they started to see boom co and you know the the busby stuff and all these other things but like nerf was always like the gold standard and i mean i still have have majority nerf blasters and i love nerf you know i i hope it i hope it changes around but what i'm seeing right now is that hasbro is really sort of unwilling to accept that this is something that's happening with their products and i think that until they actually come to terms with that you know if if they could at least take the neutral stance that dart zone has of just saying you know what we know it happens but we're not going to get involved with it to me that would still be a step forward uh you know, instead of, oh, we know what happens and we're doing what we can to stop it. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, you can't even call these, you know, specific events nerf or call anything nerf or they're going to jump all over you. It's very... um 
you know, it's discouraging. Yeah, they they definitely want to, you know, put some space between their brand and this whole modding hobby. Um, And I I hope that that changes. I really do. But in the meantime, it's really encouraging seeing companies like Zuru that are just like totally embracing it. And I think that's a natural consequence of Hasbro's position is these other companies are like, hey, there's this whole group of people not being catered to. We're going to go after them. Right. Right. And I think as far as where the modding community is going, I think we're just going to continue to grow uh, despite Hasbro's intentions. And maybe (laughs) this unintentionally kind of turned into a I hope we didn't discourage, you know, like you said, we all we all started off with Nerf. Uh, hopefully this conversation wasn't about dissuading people from buying Nerf. That's not, you know, what this is about. It's, it's in regards to the modern community specifically. But like I said, I'm encouraged. We put a dent in big enough dent for them to know that we're we're here, whether or not they, they try to ignore us or not. Uh, we're gonna still, uh, we're, st- we're still gonna persevere. Uh, there's gonna be aftermarket parts with the revolution of 3D pen- printing. I mean, there's sky's the limit, you know. So uh, I'm excited, honestly. Despite um, you know other companies' efforts to not either take a neutral stance or just be completely against it, and I'm absolutely encouraged with Zuru's XShot stance on what what they. Uh, about the modding community. Yeah, absolutely. And you, and you mentioned 3D printing, and that's another thing that you know has been happening more and more as we're seeing all these different blasters that are coming out that are 3D printed. You know, obviously you have FDL. Now you've got the Jupiter from Out of Darts. You've got this other one, the Pigeon that uh, recently was announced, and you know you've got the Ceta blasters and all these different yeah. things. I, and honestly, I think on on the one hand that probably was bound to happen just because people like making their own stuff. But also, I think a large part of it is because as soon as Hasbro decided they were going to try to make it difficult to mod, they sort of pushed modders into making their own stuff instead of continuing to try to mod Nerf's blasters. And who knows, maybe Hasbro wants it that way. You know, maybe they want the modders to go off and make their own thing and leave Nerf alone. (laughs) Well, it's been fun, Ben. Appreciate the the conversation. I really appreciate you... uh letting us uh, discuss this with you. It was really refreshing to have a, a healthy conversation about the modern community and where it's at right now. It was uh, really fun. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, everybody. Before I sign off, I want to make sure that you remember to go over and enter this week's Mod Mystery Monday contest. This week, I'm not just giving away a sports bottle. I'm also giving away a pair of Flux sunglasses. The winner of the contest will get to select their choice of Flux sunglasses. If you win, you'll get to select the style, the frame color, and the lens color, and they'll ship it directly to you for free. Now, because they're being so awesome and providing these sunglasses to the winner, one of the criteria for entry is to follow them on Instagram. And I'm making this contest a little bit different. Instead of being required to tag three friends, you can now tag as many friends as you want, and every tag counts as an entry. For the first time, I'm also allowing people to enter on Facebook. So you can go over to Facebook and tag all of your Facebook friends and those will all count for you as well. Just make sure if you enter on Facebook, you also follow Flux Sunglasses on their Facebook page. Last week's winner was Foam Shepherd on Instagram who correctly guessed the Zuru X-Shot Turbo Advance. 
Don't forget that in the Tuesday teaser episode that just came out a couple of days ago, there's an exclusive hint that you won't hear anywhere else that will help you with this week's contest. And later this week, I'll be releasing another hint over at our Twitter page. That's at twitter.com slash foamcastradio. Make sure you're following me over on Twitter so that you don't miss that hint. And don't worry about guessing before you've heard the hint because you can go back and update your guess after the hint comes out if you want to. Also, remember that over on Twitter, I share some stuff that I don't share anywhere else. For example, if any of the events that I've talked about on the show get canceled or relocated or any of the details change, I post that information on Twitter, and that's the only place that I put it. So make sure that you're following me so that you'll get those updates. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening this week. Huge thanks to my guests and my sponsors this week for supporting the show. Make sure you're subscribed, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to make sure you won't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so it's easy to follow us and share this episode with your friends. You can also find us at foamcastradio.com. We can view the show notes, order merch, and more. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Foamcast Radio.